morning, everyone. Welcome to another weekly planner call. I think I scared somebody one like this. Uh, you know who you are. I saw your face jumping a little bit, and I see you laughing now. All right. Anyways, <laughs> ready to get started. Let's do it. If you have any questions, this is the time to ask. I'm here to answer any questions you have regarding your business, whether it is new generating new leads, converting those leads, pre-qualifying, following up, presenting, handling objections, closing more deals. Today, it's all about selling more real estate. On Tuesdays, for those of you, or those of you who are in my own group, part of our organization, all right, we focus on growing your business, growing your team. Today, it's all about selling more and more and more real estate. Let's get started with the questions from the forum from last week. And if you have more questions, you usually do. I'll be more than glad to answer them. Let me share right here the, and I'm going to say good morning to the people that said good morning. Adriana, good morning. Christina, Josefina, good morning from Orlando. Hilaria, good morning. Raisa, good morning. Alex, spoke to you many times this week. Sebastian, good morning to you. By the way, Sebastian, I have it written in my, uh, in my to-do Welcome, and you know why I'm saying welcome to you. All right, so welcome. We're very happy you're part of the team. Uh, Ninoska, good morning, guys. All right, let's get started. Maria, good morning, and let's get to the questions right away. And uh, there we go. Uh, yes, there we go. All right, good. So I don't know. Let's see right here. Let's start with the first question today. This specific agent... And I don't know if you're here today. If you are, Lania, let me know because you made my week much easier. You ask a lot of questions. So here's the first thing that I want to say, as I say every single week, it is not about time management, guys. It is all about energy management before I get started with the questions. Make sure you are using your real estate calendar. It doesn't have to be ours. You can use your own. But remember, you got to focus on scheduling, doing, knowing exactly what you're going to be working on the next 30 days, then making sure you understand your priorities, what we call the list of 20 for the week, and then making sure that you are scheduled the whole week, right? For those of you who have an iPad, I'll show you my own. I know exactly what my goal for the next uh, 30 days is. I'm gonna show you right here. This I mark my top 12 things for the week. And then this is my calendar for November the 2nd. It's a schedule from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep, makes it much easier. Even my family time, it's scheduled here, all right? Why do I even schedule family time? Because if I don't schedule my family time, this is what happens. I get to the, to the house and what do I do? Get on the phone, all right? Most of, most of us will default to that. We'll go into email, we'll go into Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is that distracts us and we don't pay attention to the family. So schedule everything. If it is not in the calendar, usually it's not gonna happen. And I said, it's not about time management, it's all about energy management, all right? So for those of you who are night people, make sure you take advantage of the time, right? At, at night, when you're alone, nobody's bothering you, kids are sleeping, husband or wife are sleeping, make sure you use that time. For those of us who like to wake up in the morning, I like to wake up 4.30 in the morning, by the way, it is not a sacrifice. It is something that I like to do. It gives me a lot of pleasure to understand that I wake up in the morning, I work for two hours, and then I go and exercise for an hour. It is so pleasurable when I finish, right? I, I feel a sense of accomplishment. When I finish by 7.30, I've worked two hours in my business, I've exercised, I've taken a shower, and I'm in my car. It feels so good. 
it really, really feels very good, right? It feels good to stay sleeping. Yeah, it does feel good to stay sleeping. But what happens once you wake up, you know, at 7.38, it doesn't feel like that good because you didn't do what you were supposed to. So again, it's all about shifting your mindset, right? It's learning how, how much, you know, how much sense of accomplishment, how good, good will you feel once you do those things, right? People say, oh my God, how can you avoid uh, the dessert? It, it, it's not a sacrifice because it's fun when you know that your body is getting better, right? So how can you wake up at 4.30? It, it's not actually a sacrifice because that's the way I train my mind to see it. It's not a sacrifice. I, I wake up at 4.30 in the morning, just pumped, ready to accomplish things. And to me, my mind is every time I'm checking something and I'm checking them, done, 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 done. It's just a drop of dopamine in my brain, things that I accomplish, right? So again, switch your mind, play games with your mind. So you focus on what? On accomplishing new things. Don't see it as a sacrifice. If anything you see as a sacrifice, you are not going to be able to do it at a high level. You need to learn how to see things as things that are going to give you way more pleasure than not doing them. You won't see an actor, you don't see an, any athlete that thinks about training as a sacrifice. Top baseball players, basketball players, right? What do they do? Shooting, since they were two years old. What do they do? They skip class, right? What To what? To keep shooting. They don't go out at night. Why? Because they want to keep shooting, right? It gives them pleasure, right? To them, it's not a sacrifice. As long as doing your job is a sacrifice, it's going to be very difficult to excel at it and more important to enjoy it, right? So very, very, very important you do that. Play, you know, switch the way you think about things, about things, especially works, work, getting up early in the morning. So it gives you pleasure in terms, in, in, instead of feeling like it's a sacrifice. Second thing that I want to tell you today, very important. It's all about leverage income. How much of your income is coming from the leverage, the effort of others? Hmm. If 100% of your income is coming from 100% of your effort, it is time to start thinking and developing new strategies. All right? So the first thing you need to do to start leveraging your income is what? Right here you see it, right? Listings. Why? You're leveraging the effort of others. Who am I leveraging? Buyer's agent, right? You list a property. Can you work with five buyers in the same day? We all know the answer. You know the answer is no. Can you have 30, 40, 50, 70 listings? Many people in coaching that you know of right here in our training have 50, 60, 70 listings. Got it? So it's leverage. You need to start thinking about leveraging the most important resource you have, which is time. When you have a listing, you have 10, 15, 20 agents. What? Showing your property, writing offers, doing the inspections, working with the buyer to get the approval, the approval for the mortgage, right? The approval for the association. You're not doing any of that. You are leveraging your time, which in, as a result, leverages your income. Number two, right? How big is your team? If you're a solopreneur and you don't have a team, Think now, start joining a team and creating your own team so you can leverage, leverage not only your time, but also your income. So going back to listings, how many open houses do you do this week, right? You have one open house, you leverage your time. You're sitting down, you're working and you have buyers 
coming to you. Sellers coming to you, right? It's not about working harder, guys. If working hard will pay you a lot of money, people that are working rude in the middle of the summer would get paid millions of dollars, right? Millions of dollars. It's not about working hard. I'm not saying you don't have to work hard, but if working hard will pay you a lot of money, roofers, you know, people that work in construction as well in real estate would be multi-billionaires. Those people work very hard. So again, think about leverage income. 100% of your income is coming from 100% of your effort. Then you need to do two things. Start thinking about getting more listings and start developing a team, all right? If you don't know how to do one of those two things or both of those two things, that's what we're here for, all right? All right, guys, number one, what do I do exactly to find the number then the, find the numbers I need to choose my target area. Where do I go to find the target, to find information on my target area? If you can give me a step-by-step, -step. very simple. I'm not gonna give a step-by-step -step for the simple fact that different associations have different ways of doing things. So the two ways, remember guys, if you want to become a leasing agent, start leveraging your time. You need to find out exactly, right? An area of at least 80 to 90 properties sold within the last 12 months. That's number one. If you want to truly become a listing agent, you need to find an area of 80 to 90 properties sold within the last 12 months. And ideally in an area where there are about 2,000, 2,200 built homes. Very, very, very important you do that. How do you find it? Which was the question. Most of you know the numbers that I just gave you. How do you find that? MLS will give you the number of properties sold in that specific area. Number two, call your association. Usually RPR will give you that information as well. Number of properties built in that area, right? So RPR, okay, which is Realtors Property Resource. And number two, very important as well, uh, the MLS will give you the exact number, average price, average price per square foot, the highest and lowest for sale in that specific area you want to specialize, right? Very, very, very important, guys. All right, so let's keep going right here answering those questions. Uh, all right. Um, oh, Jose has a question right here. Good morning, Orlando. My question is how to ask someone to sign the listing agreement if they already said they would work with you but are hesitant to sign the contract. Is there a good strategy for that, Jose? If you are here, which you should be right here because you wrote it, if you can come up to the screen. Uh, there you go. How are you? Sir? Hey. How are you, man? Good. How are you? Good, good, man. Good, good. All right. I know you were working in a listing. You're part of our group. So I know uh, we spoke last week and uh, I know you were getting a listing. So uh, tell me what's, what's the issue right now. It's not so much of an issue. He, he's finishing getting the house ready. Um, and I sent him the, the contracts. He asked me to send them over for him to review. Mm -hmm. uh, but I follow up with him about every week and I, and like, I've asked him like, hey, have you had a chance to review? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take a look at it later. So he's kind of dismissing it instead of saying, I want to, you know, yeah, let me sign it. Here you go. And we'll list it in the future. So I wanted to see if there was a, a nice way to say, hey, please sign it so I can be serious and, and move forward with it. Yeah. And uh, very important. Urgency. It's critical in any business, right? Speed. It's critical to the success of our business. Yeah. We got to move forward fast. All right. And we need to create a sense of urgency. How do we do that? Hey, Jose, I'm going to be around the area. I know. What's your goal, Jose? Is to what? Sell his property. No, no, as a seller. Oh, oh. I want to sell, right? yeah, sell my house. You want to sell your home. Why is it exactly that you want to sell your home? 
Well, it's been, uh, I inherited it and it's in bad condition and I, and I want to sell it before the, the market goes down. All right. Think. Excellent. So the sooner you sell it, right, the more money you think you're going to get for the property, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Listen, I'm going to be around the area today. All right. And the only way we can accomplish the goal of what? Selling your um, home yes. is to what? To what? Just put it on the market and sell it. Exactly. Right. So I'm going to be by your area today. All right. You let, let me know when you're going to be available. It's going to take a, no more than literally three to five minutes, literally three to five minutes. So you can put me to work. All right. And make sure we lease your property so we can accomplish the goal of selling your home. Fair enough. Yeah, I like that. All right. I'll be there by five. Right. You need to give him an excuse why you're going to be there. You need to create that sense of urgency. Jose, and it's still he's hesitant. Can you accomplish the goal of selling your home if you don't put it for sale? No. Exactly. Right. So my job is to help you accomplish the goal of what? Of selling my home. Exactly. Right. You think it's in what? Good or bad conditions right now? It's in? It's in bad conditions. It's in bad conditions. Right. And you think the market is going to go up or down? I think in the future it's going to go down. Exactly. All right. And, and I think so too. All right. So I'll be there by 5 p.m. Is that okay with you? Yeah, that works fine. As I said, I'm going to be in the area, so I'll see you at 5. That's good. Okay. And that's, that, that's just saying I'm, I'm going there and I, I have an excuse. So that's good. Exactly. All right. But we need to create that sense of urgency. Oh, let me think about it. I want to fix some things. All right. Jose, can you accomplish again? What's your goal again? Just to, to sell the home. Exactly. Can you sell the home if you don't put it for sale? Yes or no? No, I can't. All right. And I know you want to fix some things in the home because sometimes you get that, that answer, that objection from the seller, right? That they want to fix something. Yeah. Right. But we know that if we don't put it for sale, we're not going to sell it. Right. So let's put it on the market. And in the meantime, you'll fix it. You never know who's going to like it. Right. And you might not even have to invest the money on fixing something. Right. And if yeah, you do, you were going to do it anyways. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. All right. That's simple. It's an open-ended question. That's logical. All right. Got it? Yeah. Even if they say that I want to fix something, you got to keep going at it. All right. Understand human behavior, guys. People are hesitant even to make a good decision because it's easier for people not to do anything. Even if it is in their best interest, for most people, just want to stay the way they are. It doesn't hurt bad enough. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right? You guide them. Uh, I'm sorry? No, it's, you're, you're guiding me with all the questions. So that's what it is. A exactly. Right? I, I gets to a point where what you and I know it is just an excuse. But by the way, that's not that seller. It's with most sellers. It's with most real estate agents. Let me think about it. What else do you have to think about? Yeah. Right? You don't, you don't want to get desperate, but you just want them to figure it out by themselves that all they have is just an excuse. But you can't tell them it's an excuse, right? So you got to guide them through a series of open-ended questions. Make sense? Yeah. All right, good, good. All right. Uh, good morning, Orlando. You are an energy shot. <laughs> Thank you very much. I got my, my second cough. Uh, anyways, it's just... It's personality, I guess, sometimes. All right. Thank you very much for that comment. I'm going to go back to, uh, to the next question right here. I'm here to answer all your questions, guys. The following. Okay, so I answered that question right here. Now, very important. 
Where do I find expired listings? I hear you mention Reddit, not RedX. What are other places to look for expired listings? Thank you. So I highly suggest uh, you go to RedX, RedX.com, R-E-D-E-X.com and type expired listings. And you're not only going to find that, uh, that company, but a few other ones, all right? Interview them, research them. Redex has been in business for a long, 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 long time. Not only do they give you the expired listings in your specific area, regardless of where you are in the country by zip code, but also by like $40, $50. And by the way, I don't know anybody at Redex, so they're not paying me. I don't get a referral fee or anything like that. It's just I've seen it work with many of our agents, all right? So very simple. Make sure you interview them. And as I said, like for $49 or $50, they also give you the list of emails of the owners in your area, which all of you should have, all right? Very, very, very important, all right? Uh, everyone, I split out. I'm going to show it to you, Josefina. I'm going to show you guys right here so you can see it, right? Buyers. Uh, I'm going to show it to you so you can go to the website. Uh, Vulcan, by the way, is also very, very, uh, very good. V-U- L-C-A-N, Vulcan 7, all right? That's another good one. Uh, right here, you can go to this side right here. Let me show you guys, Josefina specifically asked for that question. There you go. RedX, right? Expire listings. They've been in business for at least, for at least 20 years. At least, that's what I know of, at least 20 years, all right? The RedX right here, all right? I'm gonna give you, this link and as i said i do not get a referral fee i wish i could i should call them because uh but anyways right here this is the company uh i'm gonna share with you uh the link right here there you go okay and rita thank you very much and she says you know redx is very good yeah uh alisa says i need the email of the owners and you send me a company i have to pay monthly is there another one redx is another one all right uh, but again, Alisa, remember, every company is going to charge you for that, right? So the company that I send you is a very, very good one. We had them about two weeks ago in, the, in, in, our, in our webinar. RedX also sells you the email. So interview both, right? Uh, both of them are very good. Whichever gives you better uh, price, you go with that one, all right? Very, very good. Uh, it says, expiry listings are, uh, for sell by owners. What is the best approach to reach them and get those listings. All right, so I'm gonna suggest all of you guys go, if you're interested in working with expires, watch the expire listing webinar that we have in the platform. Now, I'm gonna talk a little bit because uh, according to this question uh, right here, I'm gonna go with that question right here about expire listings right here, uh, right here. Why expires? Oops, let me see. Uh, there you go. So number one, sphere of influence is good. All right. Uh, but when you're a brand new agent, and again, our top agents don't work with expires. All right. Because it's frustrating. But if you need money, that is the fastest way to the closing. So I'm going to say one more time. Our top agents, once you become a top agent, you don't have to be looking for business. Usually business comes to you through what you're doing, you know, through the things you're doing in marketing. But if you need money right away, the fastest way to get to the closing is through expires. Get that? Is it fun? I'm going to tell you in advance, it is not fun. But it's even worse not to have money, right? Like I say on TV every week, it is not easy to save. 
but it's way more difficult to live without money. Got it? So you decide. I'm telling you in advance, it is not fun to work with expires, but it's even worse not to have the money. So you decide what is more painful to you, reaching out to expires or not having money. It's up to you. Now, I'm going to tell you why working with expires, if you need the money, it's important. Your sphere of influence usually don't have the urgency. Not only that, but if you're new to the business, they don't see you as an expert. They see you as a new agent, so they're most likely not going to trust you yet. All right. So you need to develop that 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 sense of expert, right? And it's through frequency and consistency, and it's going to take time. Now, the beautiful thing about working with expires, very important, they have a shorter selling cycle. They are ready. All right. They're educated about the market, especially if they're expires. All right. Not only that, now they are, I'm not saying all of them, but many of them are humble. At the beginning, the first time they list their property, they bought it for half a million dollars last month. And they think they can sell it for $7 million because they just changed the carpet. Right. But now after their property didn't sell, now they're way more humble. So that lets them right? Open up to new possibilities. They want to talk to people. They truly want to talk to people. They already told you they are open to work with a real estate agent. They had a listed with a real estate agent and they're frustrated because again, at the end of the day, they don't see that it is their fault. What they see, it's the agent's fault. So you need to let them vent. Do not take it personal. They're frustrated. They need the money. They need to get rid of the property. They were working with an agent and in their mind, the agent didn't do anything, all right? So understand the process of working with expires. And the most beautiful thing about working with expires is that you choose the properties and you choose the market, ideally an area where you live. So working with expires, again, it's not fun. I gotta tell you that in advance, all right? However, it's the fastest way to get to the cl closing, all right? So very, very important. I hope that answers the question. Christina says, I'm having a difficult with one of my, a difficulty with one of my listings. The house was overpriced and I finally convinced my client to reduce the price, but still not having buyers interested. How should I proceed? Very, very good, Christina. And if you are there, you can come up to the screen and I'll explain to you exactly. So one thing, the only thing that tells us that the property is well-priced is what? Christina, if you're there, uh, I'll role play with you. All right, there you go. So he, here's what happens, Christina. One thing is to lower the price. And there is an old, an old saying, right? I have the lowest overpriced property in my community, right? Not because it's the cheapest, it means that it's priced well. And I'm not saying this is the case, but we need to make sure right, in order to sell the property, Right, we need to have it at the right market price. If we don't, we are not getting buyers. Still means that it's overpriced. It might be the lowest overpriced of all the properties in the area. Right. So if you want me a little bit more, I can hear you. If you if you wanna give me a little bit more information, I can help you with that. All right. I, I I can hear you. Let me unmute you. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay, the house is a very old house. It's a okay. historic house, as she said. And um, it's in New Jersey. So it's still um, with oil um, system that is not using anymore. Most of the people don't, don't want a, a tank of oil. And uh, no centralware. 
The house is not in a bad condition, but it's outdated. Okay. So how much is it? How much, what's the selling price right now? Now I reduce forty thousand. I actually pay an appraisal. Okay. To, because I tried to her to 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 pay to do an appraisal, and then I told her I pay you at the closing. She didn't want to. She didn't want to do it. I said okay, let me do an appraisal. So to to try to have an argument to talk to her, you know. Okay. <laughs> and then How much is that page you came for? Uh, five oh four. Five five hundred thousand. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Perfect. And, how, how, when did you get that appraisal? When do you change the price according to the appraisal? Um, two weeks ago. Okay. And no, no calls, no, no buyers. No, I did a open house. No, okay. nothing. And the market oh. is hot. Let me tell you, the market is in New Jersey. It is very hot. Glad to hear that. So what do you think would happen if we lower the price for, um, I, I just want to be, I, I just want to exaggerate. Honestly, Laura has the same issue, right? I just want to exaggerate it just to make my point. All right. Uh -huh. So the appraisal came for 504. What do you think will happen if I lower the price to $30,000? Two. From 504 to $30,000 listing price. What do you think would happen? What do you think would happen? Yeah, of course, a lot of people is going to come. With you. That's my point. So what you need to make sure is now that you have an email marketing campaign, a social media campaign, an online and offline campaign saying, all right, I have a property 10%. 5% below appraised value done mm -hmm. on the last week of October, October 25th, 2020, All right? Mm -hmm. Create that sense of urgency. So people in that area, maybe because the pictures of that, you said the house is not in bad conditions, but it's not at optimal conditions, right? You want to let people know in that area that you're selling the property below appraised value, maybe mm -hmm. 15, 20, $30,000, right? Because at 504, obviously it's not generating any interest. The mm -hmm. market right now, even though the appraisal says 504, it means that the bank will finance it for 504. But obviously in two weeks, and as you said, the market is hot in that area. So the market, the, the market is not interested in that property. But, but don't you think it's because it's um like it's been in the market for four months? No. If I take it out a house out as of I market. said, if you lower down to thirty thousand dollars. You'll get a lot of buyers, right? Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, but by the way, there is nothing you can do about it. Even if you take it off the MLS, right, and add it again, it's gonna show in the history. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Do you think it's? Don't you think it is also because of the uh, of the four months on the market? Maybe, maybe not. But we can't do anything about that, anyways. Mm -hmm. What we can do is change the price ASAP. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, right. maybe, but maybe, however, and Laura says, you know, have the same issue, maybe, but what about the seller doesn't want to do that? Completely understand. Mm -hmm. But you did an open house. How many open houses have you done in the property? Like five. Like five. And how long, do you, how, how long have you had that property? Four months. Four months? Four months, yes. And how many open houses do we need to do a week? Yeah, but she doesn't want, she was doing uh, like uh, some renovations in the basement, some okay. renovations. So she she didn't want to open house for like two or three months. Okay, that's uh, fine. So now make sure now that, that, that the renovation is done, you do at least two to three open houses per week. All right. That becomes your office if you can. 
and you show her that it's to, to her benefit. What you want is to sell the property, but more importantly, get seller's leads in that area, all right? We don't want to lose the opportunity with a house, even if it is overpriced. And that's what top agents, you see top, the number one agent in Miami says that, please watch the How to Become a Top Listing Agent uh, webinar. And I, and I bring to the women a Riley Smith. That's the number one listing agent in Miami. It's not one of the top ones. It's the number one listing agent in Miami. And he says, I'll take an overpriced, overpriced listing any day of the week, every day of the week. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes it's not about selling that specific property. And by the way, he says, sometimes, you know, the seller comes to his senses and he lowers the price. So you never say no to a property. But also you want to make sure you work that property so you get more seller's leads. And um, why not? Perhaps you'll get the, the seller to come to census and lower the price, right? Dra mm -hmm. Dramatically. And that happens from time to time. Not always, but from time to time. What we can't allow is to sell ourselves the idea that the property is at the right price. We the market is telling, telling on us. And I have so many agents saying, but I just lower the price. It's the lowest price property. Again, it's overpriced. Do not sell yourself on the idea that it's well-priced because you're only hurting yourself. If it is not selling, it is because of the price. But what about what marketing strategy can you give me? There is a marketing strategy. You can sell a $1 bill for the price of two. Doesn't really matter how much marketing you do, right? So at the end of the day, the only two things that sell a property, uh, very, very important, Christina and, and Laura, it's, the MLS and the right price. As a matter of fact, the right price first and then the MLS. It doesn't really matter how many billboards, newspapers, magazines, email marketing, social media, postcards you, you, know, you, you, uh, you produce. At the end of the day, it's all about the price. Yeah. And some clients, some sellers will give you the right price. Some won't. And the ones that don't still at least use that property for open houses. Very, very common question, guys. Uh, my point right here, all right, is to make sure that you do not sell yourself on the idea that it's the right price. That's all, because it's such a common mistake. And I'm not saying you're making that mistake, Christina, right? Uh, or Laura that says, but mine has the lowest price too. Yes, I said, it's the lowest overpriced property in the area. It's not selling, right? I just don't want you to sell yourself on the idea that you have the right price. No, we do not have the right price. Well, well what about the seller? The seller doesn't want to lower it. That's okay. Use it for open houses. All right. If the property has not sold, simply means that the property is overpriced. All right. Uh, Janice, I have the same problem. I took the property off the market for two and a half weeks and then put it back on the market and again, and I, and I received two offers. All right. Perfect. All right. So again, the history stays there. Right. But sometimes some bad, and here's what happens. And this is why. And that's a good point, Janice. Thank you very much for that. So what happens, remember, when buyer when uh buyers agents what do they do they put an alert on their local mls right mm -hmm. all right so i put an uh at the four four half a million dollars in new jersey where you are christina right so you put that that alert right if you lower that if you take it out of the mls and you put it back if i have that alert i'm going to receive it again and with a new price that might cost some interest so thank you very much for that you need so that's a that's a good good point all right Take it off the MLS, put it with the new price, all right? The agents that have alerts are going to receive that property and maybe you create some profit, all right? Very good point, all right? Got it? All right? So Laura says, I think it's because she has an overpriced property. I think it's because the HOA is too high and there was an empty lot to it. Yeah, maybe because of the HOA. 
all right but if you lower the price you know if you if, if you lower the price enough then you're gonna get the off uh, have properties sold laura in that area before yes or no and laura if you want to come to the uh to the conversation be more than glad and i believe you were in sunny isles which is a very hot area very very beautiful uh area here in, in south florida i believe so if i'm not mistaken uh so yeah the hoas is high that's all right other properties are selling in that building too and i think laura you work on uh, on condominiums and i think you're talking about a specific condominium either in uh sunny isles or for lauderdale i don't remember but yeah for lauderdale you see now i remember all right so again Properties have sold in that area in the past. So let me ask, let me ask sure. another Go ahead. Uh, for example, um, I thought about if um, maybe if she convert from oil to gas, she might get, she, she will get more interest because a lot of people think it's a big headache, not in that case, because that is too, um, too problem with oil tank uh, leaking when it's underground. Mm -hmm. and contamination of uh, the contamination of soil and oil tank is above ground so that is not it's not a big issue it's easy to solve and some people think it's a it's a big mm -hmm. a big problem that they have to deal with you know mm -hmm. and um, yeah, you can change that that's fine if you think, you think so should, should i suggest her to invest yeah, yeah of course yeah of course yeah, you can suggest that. Laura, going back to Laura, very important. And I, yeah, now I remember, yeah, see, uh, Paramount. Laura, that's one of the best buildings in South Florida. In Fort Lauderdale, it's one of the top, top buildings, Paramount. You know, the properties go there for, yes, it is, exactly. I, and I think your property is way over 1.2, 1.3 million dollars, if I'm not mistaken. So it is a very desirable, very, very desirable uh, building. So, you know, and by the way, at 1.1, oh, you see, oh, I remember, I remember we talked about that before, 1.1 million, right? So, yeah, uh, I don't think the HOA is too high uh, for Paramount because of the building amenities and all those high-end buildings on the coast, all right, have high HOA. So, I don't think the problem, there's a problem uh, with the HOA. Right. So again, you just have to lower it and understand, especially in South Florida, that's where we are. Right. Uh, condominiums uh, are taking a little bit of a hit because there is higher uh, offer than there is demand. Houses are uh, houses between 200, a few and 200 to $800,000 are not lasting, at least in South Florida, not even a week, a week. Uh, condominiums, you know, there are more. Uh, uh, so there, there are way more condominiums. Some people can choose from those, all right? Do you want to put me on the call? Uh, I, I, tr I tried to put you in here, but I couldn't. But I'll, I can, you know, send me a text and we, we can talk about it. I know we've talked about that before, all right? Uh, I'm just gonna go to the next one. Uh, but if you want, text me and I'll be more than glad to, uh, yeah, okay, that's fine. What, I'll, I'll be more than glad to help you with that. But you know what, it's price. It's always about price, guys, all right? So here you go working with expired listings. And the question is, are you focusing on expired listings? If you need to generate income working with expired listings, uh, it's the strategy to go with, it's the one that is gonna get you fastest to the closing, all right? I'm almost done with my homework. I have some questions. When I select my target audience, do you mean city town age group, right? Rich, rich, middle-class, I'm a bit confused. Uh, target audience, very simple. 
Uh, watch module number one, where we explain to you exactly how to identify the target audience. The target audience has uh, nothing to do with the age, uh, uh, income, or, or social status, whatever we're gonna call it, right? It's all about the radio, all right? So very, very important when you watch module number one, it's all about identifying an area of at most one mile radio from where I live, in your case, where you live, not where I live, where you live, right? A mile radio, and Josefina laughs, right? Orlando, where do you live? So I can do, don't do that, it's just where you live, right? So a mile radio from where I live, why? Well, well I don't live in an area that it's, you know, there is no rich people where it doesn't really matter. I want to dominate my own area, which is the fastest and easy to dominate because I live right here. I know exactly what's going on. I live in an area in South Florida called Coral Gables, right? Where do you think I have breakfast every day, lunch, dinner? Where do you think my kids go to school? Where do you think I play tennis? Where do you think we go to church? Where do you think my boat is when I go through the canal? It's the Coral, in Coral Gables. So whatever you ask me about Coral Gables, most likely I know it. And if I don't, at least I know more about Coral Gables than any other city. So if I were to become a leasing agent in Coral Gables, uh, a, a leasing agent, what do I need to choose? Coral Gables. Well, but what about Gable Estates? Is Gable Estates too far from me? What about Sony Isles, which is a beautiful area? No, no, this is the area where I can help people the most, I know the most. And if I need to speak to a seller, I just get in the car and two to five minutes away from where, from my house, from my office. All right, so very simple. I need to pick an area of at least 80 to 90 properties sold within the last 12 months, ideally a mile, a mile and a half from where I live. You're gonna find that area anywhere in the country. But what about if I don't have at least 80 to 90? Don't worry about it, expand to two miles then. Most likely in two miles, you're gonna have 80 to 90 properties sold and dominate that area. Learn everything about that area. Businesses, restaurants, office buildings, all the residential data. All right, that you can find. Interview business owners, create a YouTube channel, put those videos on, on, on your, the Coral Gables, right? YouTube channel, the Coral Gables real estate uh, channel, right? And then those videos, you put them on social media, right? You interview the owners, you exchange in, in online marketing. It's called JV launches, right? Joint venture launches where for example, I see like I have Josefina right in front of me. So I say, okay, Josefina, you are in Orlando, Florida. This is what we're going to do, all right? We are going to use your list, all right? So you're going to interview me, right? And I'm using my own list and now I'm leveraging. Leverage, that's the key part in this business. And I'm gonna leverage my list with Josefina. Now I'm using Josefina's list to whatever, to offer my services. Next week, we do the reverse. I interview Josefina, I, I interview Josefina so she can leverage my list so she can offer her services, right? So interview business owners, become a personality, become a celebrity in your area. That's fun. That's much better than struggling to work with one or two buyers, right? But, but how do I interview a, a, a client? Hey guys, you don't need a camera. All you need is your phone, regardless of whatever phone it is. This is good enough. Interview them. Tell me, it's a restaurant owner. When do you open the, uh, the, uh, the restaurant? Tell me about the history. Why do you pick a, an Italian restaurant? Why not a sushi restaurant? Why not a Mediterranean restaurant, right? Tell me about your family, where your kids go to school. What's the best uh, dish in the menu, right? What's the most popular dish in the restaurant, all right? What do you recommend somebody coming for the first time to the restaurant to order, 
all right? What desserts? Tell me that your favorite dessert is a, a seven to 10 minute video and it's very engaging, right? And what's happening? You're leveraging their list because guess what? They're going to send that video to their list and you, they're going to see you as a real estate agent. It doesn't take much. And what's the investment? A little bit of time, just a little bit of time. How many restaurants, how many businesses are in your area? If you keep doing exactly the same thing that other agents are doing, you're going to get the same result those agents are getting. And you know what the result is? Not very good. All right. So you need to be a little bit creative. You need to make sure that you create enough interesting content. Number one agent in Miami. Number one agent in Miami. Let me show you this real quick. Let me see if I can find it right here. Uh, look, I, I, I hope I can find it quick. Riley, there you go. I'm going to show you this right here, uh, which is super, super cool. Hopefully, I find it fast. Let's see right here. Oh, yes, there you go. Okay, so this is Riley. Uh, let's see. Maybe, hold on one second, guys. There you go. So right here, you're going to see Riley. Oops, what happened? Where did it go? So I'm going to show you this right here. You can see right here, he's in the, in the little cart, right? He has... And he's super laid back. This is a guy who sells over 300 properties a year, most of them over $800,000. And the guy is in flip-flops, shorts, and a t-shirt. Super laid back guy. Very nice, easy going. So he doesn't even drive. He has a car. But in Coconut Grove, where he is, by the ocean, right here in the Bay, Miami, all right, he drives a golf cart. And he gets people, famous people. Look, he's in front of the city hall in the city, city of Miami City Hall, right? And he gets people. There is a guy in, in, in Coconut Grove, for those of you who are in South Florida, this guy has been selling an amazing lemonade since 1973, all right? That is 46 years. So he interviewed him last week. He got him on the, in the golf court, right? He got him on the golf court and he interviewed him. He put a camera on top of the golf court and he started talking to him. Tell me when you got started with the lemonade, right? which is very interesting to the people in Coconut Grove. It's super cool. People follow his channel because it's interesting. If I'm living, I don't live in Coconut Grove. I live in the next town, right? Which is Coral Gables. But it was very interesting to me because I usually go there after, after a full day of work. I rush to, Coral, to Coconut Grove, which is about 15 minutes from my, house, uh, from my office. And I get those it's not a lemonade. It's sugar with a little bit of lemonade. Oh my God, but it's just the best. All right. It's just incredible. It's frozen lemonade, but it's not, fro it's frozen sugar, but it's just, when you see that thing is you go like, whoa, well, it's just like the best feeling in the world. Right. And, uh, and it was interesting, you know, and they're talking and they're in the car, very, very informal talking about his history. Uh, and it's fun. It makes it fun. Right. So he's, he, he has become the celebrity of choice. Uh, in the areas. Let's see if I can and, and follow him. Riley Smith Group. Riley Smith Group. Riley Smith Group. All right. Very good. Follow him and you'll see that every single week, every single week, you talk to him. Every single week, he talks to somebody. Very simple. Follow him. Right. Right. So very, very important. Let me finish right here. Uh, okay, I don't know what will we be doing with the Project 250. So once you identify, and let me show you this right here. I think I'm not showing my, uh, there you go. Uh, there you go. All right. So I don't know what we'll be doing with the Project 250. Very important, guys. 
if you work for any sales organization, I used to work for Bank of America, then Prudential, they both have the same thing, the project 250. You need to find a group of people, right? And I explained that in module number one, at least 250 people in your list, and you're going to add them, add them to your email marketing sequence. It's all about frequency and consistency. They need to see you as an expert. They do not see you as an expert at the beginning. And the only way you're going to do that is not by telling them once, but by letting them know many, many, many times. All right. So right here, project 250, watch module number one, where I explain exactly how to use the project 250 and how to input those emails into an email marketing sequence. Most of you have our, uh, uh, black box, right? So with Octopus Agent, which is part of your membership, right? The system will immediately start sending them automated information, relevant information to position you as the expert of choice, all right? Uh, I do not have the email for all, most of those people I haven't contacted them in many years. Do I need their emails? Of course, 100% no email. If you don't have their email, it's very, very, very difficult to get a hold of them. And I know I have another question about the emails. I think it's Liliana asking that. I'm going to answer that question. Number six, podcast, the Miami Real Estate Show. Do we just follow and view the videos as we go through the modules? Yeah, that's complimentary information about the Miami Real Estate Show. I highly recommend you watch those videos. Uh, you can be doing exercise. You can be driving and listening to the podcast because you don't have to watch the video. You can see it in the podcast, the Miami Real Estate Show, or you can play the video and just listen to it, right? It's just the frequency over and over and over again. And you're going to, to discover that all those top agents Right? There's a pattern. They all do pretty much the same thing. Some do different things, but the basics, it's pretty much the same for everybody. All right. So I'm going to finish with this because I know I have a few questions right here. Uh, Laura Carreto, we need more agents like him. I think, Laura, you're referring to Riley. Exactly. Very laid back guy. Very, very, very good uh, at what he does. Uh, oh, Lucero says, yeah, that's Kennedy Park. Kennedy Park, yummy. Exactly. It's very, very nice. So let's see. Let me go back right here. Uh, Martha, Orlando, what is the best company for mailing postcards? There's not one single one. Uh, any printing company will do that. Not only will they print the postcards, but they will mail them for you. So talk to your broker, uh, Martha. There are many, many, many uh, companies that can do that for you. And Martha, I don't know if you're part, I think you're part of our team. Uh, so let me know. Email me at Orlando at MontierOrganization.com. I think so. I'm 99% I'm sure you are. Uh, anyways, uh, Brian, hi, Orlando. How often do you recommend mail-outs, postcards within your condo community? In this case, two, three buildings. So you have a recommendation regarding what company to use for postcards. Any company will do it. Uh, I'll also, where can I find information on the kind of content to include in the postcards? Watch module number three, which is the content. Module number three in our platform explains to you exactly 48 different titles and content for your postcards. Very, very important. Also, we have a module dedicated only to postcards, and we teach you exactly what to put in that module. And it's something like this. So you have all that information in our modules. I'm gonna show it to you right here. All right, what to put in a postcard right here. You have this in PDF right here. As you can see, you have it in Spanish and also in English, right? Uh, so what to do, what to put in the title, what to put in the, the picture, all of it. You know, what, what's the hook you gotta put? This is part of your modules, right? So I'm not gonna go through it right now. Maybe I'll go, go through it next week. Because I'm not prepared to explain the whole process right now through the computer, but you have that module in the system. Uh, mail out, uh, Brian, very important, every two weeks. 
all of you should be sending a mail out every two weeks. That's the ideal one, all right? I understand some of you don't have the budget for that, all right? But mail outs are very, very important every two weeks. It's all about frequency and consistency, all right? And some of my agents have the budget. Riley sends 3,000 postcards a week, a week, right? And I'm not disclosing any private information. He says this in all of our seminars, but he says it. I didn't start right? Mailing 3,000 postcards a week, right? You start maybe once a month, then twice a week, ideally twice a week. If it is only once a month, it's, it's usually not enough. Uh, twice, uh, I'm sorry, twice a month. And then ideally every single week. Again, it's all about frequency and consistency. Biggest brand in the world, Coca-Cola. Do, do they still advertise? More than any other soda company. What about the biggest uh, 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 technology company, the biggest technology company, Apple, right? Do they still advertise? Way more than the second one. What about the biggest energy drink, Red Bull? Do they still advertise? Way more than the second one, all right? It's all about marketing, guys. It's positioning. You got to be there in front of your clients all the time, all the time. I know Liliana had a question right here. Uh, I am not happy with the company. I paid to get their uh, owner's information di uh, data. Call the company, Liliana, and see what they can work out for you. Uh, I don't know if that's the one, the company that we refer. Uh, yes, yes, Orlando. Thank right. you. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I try to contact customer service and everything. I will call again. Okay. But uh, I just don't want that uh, somebody else <laughs> have this uh, bad experience that I had. Especially well, I, I, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, but very important. We've, we've referred that company for over four years. And my one-on-ones, actually, a one-on-one referred that to me. All right. Yeah. So we've had a great, great experience. If you want, ask him to refund your money. And again, uh, I have no uh, relationship in terms of that than helping you guys. Oh, okay. No, I just wanted to know if somebody had the same experience or it was just because I have an apple or something like that. But Maybe, okay, okay. Okay. I will, okay. I will talk okay. to them. But they will figure it out. And if you copy me on that, I'll help you because I refer them a lot of people. All right. Perfect. So I highly recommend you guys use that company because I had great experience with my agent. But for some people, it just doesn't work. All right. Great. Very important. All right. No problem. Uh, let's see right here. The HOA postcards. Amazing. There you go. Kennedy Park. What else? Uh, there you go. What is the best CRM that you recommend, Orlando? Ooh, very important. Uh, best uh, CRM by far? KV Core. By far. KV Core, K as in Kilo, C as in Charlie. I'm sorry, K as in Kilo, V as in Victor, Core, C-O-R-E, KV Core. Uh, very, very good CRM, by far the best one in the, in the market, all right? Uh, if you speak Spanish, we have our own CRM, which is in both languages, right? If you need content in Spanish, Octopus Agent, but, you know, by far, KV Core, but it's $500 per month, all right? Uh, if you wanted a discount, you got to belong to a very specific group. Uh, if you want to be a part of a team that gets it, I can refer it uh, to you and it is included. So you don't have to pay anything for it. So if you want to belong to a growing uh, uh, team nationwide, I know this team will offer it to you. Email me, Orlando at Montero Organization. Orlando, how do I get the, uh, the, uh, the KV Core for free? And how do I join a team that offers that? All right. But if not, just go to kvcore.com and you'll see the companies that use it. Century 21, Remax, Burster, Hathaway. Hard for me to pronounce that name still. I don't know. Uh, anyways, uh, there are many companies that use it. Go to kbcore.com. Uh, interview a representative. You'll have, they'll give you a demo. Uh, it's not only a CRM, but also uh, digital marketing and, uh, and a website. So, so highly recommended. Yulkenia, how do we mail out? Uh, I don't know. 
specifically what you mean, how do we mail out? Uh, very simple. Uh, the way uh, the way you do it is just, you know, just postcard. I highly recommend if you are looking for, again, one more time to create a postcard campaign, you have the modules right here, all right? Uh, in, uh, in digital, we have a module specifically designed for mail outs. Uh, next week, I promise you, you'll uh, everybody in the in the call because I, I see there's a lot of demand for for that information. Next week, I'll prepare something specific, step by step, going through what we went through in the modules on how to work uh, with uh, uh, post for campaigns. All right, guys. I think that is it for today. I gotta go to a uh, meeting right now at eleven that I need to be ready for. Uh, remember, guys, I'm here to help you. The more questions you ask, like today, the more questions you post in the forum, the more I can help you, all right? I'm here to help you grow your business, all right? That's it, it's simple. I didn't say it was easy, right? But the foundation of this business is very simple. It's three things. Becoming an expert in your area, all right? You are selling your confidence. You're not selling real estate and nobody's going to buy, people will buy from you because of the confidence that you have. And that confidence only comes through knowledge, specialized knowledge, number one. Build that foundation. Number two, build the second pillar, which is marketing. It's all about generating more leads. It's all about generating more leads, right? And finally, number three, very important, it's all about having more sales conversations. If you master those three, you are going to be an amazing real estate agent. Then you need to focus on step number two, which is developing your own team so you can have more leverage income and leverage your time, all right? Uh, very good, thank you so much. Thank you, Josefina. Thank you, Ingrid. Thank you very much, guys. I, uh, as a title company for a firm list, which contained the so, ooh, I like that. I thank you very much. By the way, I, I, we had a great, great conversation last, I think Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, you're out of uh, uh, Nevada. Great, great conversation. Very impressed with your knowledge and what you're doing right now. So as the title company for a farm list, which contain the address of the owner. So thank you. Thank you very much, guys. Have an amazing, amazing day. And I will see you next Monday. Ask me questions in the forum. I'll make sure I'll answer them for you. All right. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.